0: Hey guys, it's time to get geeky Get Awesome. It is the Awesome Cast on Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA, where you uh, Talk some geeky and rhino things today happy world rhino day we're gonna be talking a lot about that but first of all let's go down the line and see who's on the line with us this week uh first of all we have from uh studio c in the big d dormant pa is john chilla he is a gadget guru at uh big bank international <laughs> esquire i feel like i have done that the right way for a while how you doing chilla
2: Good. How are you? Excellent. I'm not only on the line, but I'm also on
0: On, in, and over, and under the line, right? Yes. Something like that. Is that? <laughs>
2: did you get a new font on your name?
0: Uh, I have all kinds of new fonts. Though, though, no, we, we, no, we've been doing that for a little bit here. Uh, well, I just—I oh, haven't, haven't been using the titles as well. Like, I think I just missed giving you the title too. So uh, hold on, let me give your sweet, uh, chill a title. There you go. There you go. Now you're official. Oh, thank you. There you go. <laughs> now everybody knows how to spell your name. Uh, also with us, she is, uh, uh, partway through her, uh, uh, what radiation fashion show. Is that what we're calling <laughs> it? Uh, <Yes. laughs> uh, wonderful Instagram's going on lately. Uh, the Dutters is with us. Katie Dudas. How you doing?
1: Good. I didn't realize that was all Star Wars out. I'm wearing my Star Wars shirt. I've crushed the resistance. <laughs> I, 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 I
0: just accidentally, the most like, yeah, lined up geekiness, right? <laughs> So,
1: <laughs> yeah baby yoda is behind here <laughs> just, there
0: you go there just you keep go pulling things out excellent excellent uh and also we have a very special guest with us this evening uh we have from the international rhino foundation er, yes international rhino foundation i almost tripped myself up there uh christopher whitlatch batch back on the show uh for world rhino day how you doing chris oh, do we have chris did we lose his audio again? Oh
2: no! How
3: about now?
0: Hey, hey he is on. <laughs> Welcome back. I guess it's the first time we've had you on remotely. So,
3: yes, I'm used to being in the studio with you, Mike. So it's um. It's it's a new experience for me to be virtual here. But uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, and happy World Rhino Day, everybody.
0: Happy World Rhino Day. I guess we should note, uh, as we are typically usually multicast over on the AwesomeCast Facebook, YouTube page, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, as well as the Sorgatron Media Twitch, we are also broadcasting on... Uh, the international Rhino Foundation uh, uh, Facebook page as well. So hello, new uh, new people watching. This is the awesome cast. We talk about tech and geeky things. And uh, today, uh, uh, um, uh, everything around the Rhino is uh, is uh, and it's tech and geeky about that. We're going we're going to become Rhino geeks today. Is that is that the right term for Chris? Are you guys Rhino was, Geeks over there that at, that at the foundation? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Excellent. But anyways, as I said, this is the uh, Awesome Cast. Uh, you can check out everything on AwesomeCast.com. You can hit us up on the social media. Of course, we are over on uh, Awesome Cast on the uh, Twitter, on the Facebook page. We have a wonderful Facebook group where you guys can drop some uh, uh, stories in there through the week. We do a lot of great discussion, and, and a lot of that does inform what happens here on the show and uh of course you can subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast uh place and if you are watching us currently on facebook twitter twitch uh uh, uh periscope wherever that may, please keep a like give give us give us a couple of hearts here and please give us a share or a watch party uh so we can get the awesomeness out to the world a little bit more and we do appreciate everybody does, that does time tune in here every tuesday night and we do that at 7 p.m eastern time every tuesday that this uh Band of Geeks gets together and has some fun. I want to give, give some shout-outs to our audio partners, our friends that have been carrying the show and promoting the show and helping get the word out there, our friends at the405media.com uh, that's been streaming us and, and carry us on the site for a while, and our friends at postindustrial.com who are also have been uh, sharing the Awesome Cast and some other fantastic Pittsburgh podcasts. Um, and, of course, thank you to our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash awesomecast, our friends at the Coffee Club level, uh, Matt Weller, John DeGore, and John Carmen. And at the fan of the show level, our friends, uh, Michael Fedor, our friends at pghmuseums.org, uh, Professor Buzzkill, the great podcast at professorbuzzkill.com, and our friend Dave Potter from the Tiny Shutter Podcast. Thank you so much to you guys for supporting the show, helping keep the podcast light on for you. And uh, and if you guys want to like what's going on here, please you know throw in a little as a buck, uh, and you'll get some uh, extra content here and there that we do record off air. And really appreciate everybody that does do that. So if you're new to us, we usually kick off with our awesome things of the week. These are things that are uh, geeky or uh, uh, geeky to us or that we're geeking it out out about tech, social media, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, so let's get into that. Let's uh, let's get started with uh, uh, Katie. You, you you have an interesting one going on over here.
1: <laughs> so with the uh, new iPhone updates, you can do some pretty cool things. You've got mm-hmm. your widgets. You've got your... Doodads and thingamabobs. Uh, you can do shortcuts. So this gentleman here uh, essentially used the shortcut option and created new icons for all of his apps. He went through um, and re, essentially, <laughs> redid all of the very fancy artwork all these designers put on you know in their apps for their thumbnails, and made them uh, in Microsoft Paint oh
0: man this is awesome (laughs) you gotta see the visuals on this one it is like a kitty designed instagram uh and 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 netflix and everything going on over here i didn't know about this shortcut feature
1: yeah it's so some people depending some people are complaining because it does take a second because it's not you're not directly hitting the button going straight to the app it's you know they're sending you know, there's a step in so, between when it's a shortcut.
0: So it's doing for, some background work in order to connect that. That's like that's like if you throw a link up and it like opens a secondary app, right?
1: Yep. That's exactly it. And some folks are complaining because it takes, you know, a second or two longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it just keep that in mind.
0: But it's not so is it meant for something like this? Or is it meant for like enabling like is this serious shortcuts kind of enacted in an a, in, in a in a app icon kind of situation? Am I getting that right?
1: I'm not sure because I've seen a lot of very creative redesigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I'm part of a Pusheen, which is the cat, pushing the cat community on Facebook, which makes me very happy. And some there's been a lot of work there where people are sharing their icons for each of those with all pushing. So your phone could be totally Pusheen. Mm-hmm. So, so depending on your fandom, I think I've seen Star Wars too done in this regard. So I think it's just another step of customization. At least that's what I'm taking it
2: as. I I think shortcuts was its original intention was to do kind of an if this, then that, or kind Mm -hmm. of create a macro where you could have a button on it on your phone or an icon that says, you know, I'm on my way home. And it would text your significant other.
0: Yeah. And then
2: it would start your favorite podcast. And then it would, as you got closer to home or a certain way into the drive or however you commute, it would turn on the lights at your house. Like it was meant to kind of string together, but it, that doesn't prevent it from just launching an app oh, um no. so it's a very interesting way to kind of skin the device
0: that's cool and, and we've seen uh, um uh uh mark the 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 game guy from uh, i think he's uh, writes for the post because that we or max i'm sorry mm-hmm. um uh I don't know if you guys see, saw me share the very interesting like he uses widgets and and he's able to just pull in uh like pictures of venom and Marvel Comics characters and and Halo and it just decorates the screen, you know, as he flips through and his icons are around it and everything. So like I, I it was just like, man, I gotta step up my uh my my app front screen game with something I, like that.
2: <laughs> I, I I saw a really cool shortcut that someone built where they I don't know where they stored the images, but they had all of the various outlines Mm -hmm. of all of the various phones and tablets, and it would take a screenshot of your device and then put it in the center of the device layout so you could get a really nice looking picture of like what it? Have you ever seen the advertisements where it has a picture of an actual phone with whatever was on the screen? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of it would build that just via a shortcut. Hmm. So I thought that was a pretty neat one.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, Chilla, what's your awesome thing?
2: My awesome thing is, and I'm guessing it's pronounced "hoobs." Hoobs. Hoobes. so it's a user-friendly home automation okay. for everyone
0: h-o-o-b-s it looks like
2: h-o-o-b-s yes mm-hmm. um so th- i was i was looking around for some stuff about how i could get my ring on my apple tv because ring is not home kit friendly yeah and there was there were some different different setups you could do um what I found and stumbled upon along the way was Hoobs. Um, so Hoobs is compatible with pretty much every major home speaker AI person, whether it's A Train, G Train, S Train, um, all of all of your favorite automation uh, providers. But then it's also Compatible with over 2000 different accessory manufacturers from Tesla Mm. to ADT to Zigbee to Roomba to you name it. I I couldn't find one that I that I wasn't using. And I feel like I use a pretty wide array array of manufacturers Um, and it ties them all together. The cool thing that I found was and you may have noticed when you were scrolling down the page is They have kind of a purpose-built pre-built device. It's about 170 bucks that might be out of the price range for many. Mm -hmm. Um, It was even, it was even more expensive than I wanted to spend. But what I found by digging around the site and now I'm trying to find a link again, there's an option where you can pay for it via donation. So if you go to the products Hoobs to download, and in parentheses it says donate, um, you can donate seven dollars, and they will give you the image for a Raspberry Pi. Really? Um, yes. So, so if so you, you can, already you can, have a Raspberry Pi, so build your own Hoobs. Build your own Hoobs. I like bucks. it. I like what it. go wrong. Yeah. So, so, so I'm actually, I'm actually, because I was like, what if I don't like it? The cool thing is, is it looks like from what I've been reading is it's all WYSIWYG, very easy to use, browser-based. You plug this thing into your home network and just start going. Um, but I was like, what happens if I don't like it? Am I actually going to use it, et cetera, et cetera? Um, so with this, I could... I have plenty of micro SD cards lying around. Mm -hmm. I could put on an SD card, plug it into the Raspberry Pi. I like it, great. I don't like it, I lost seven bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's like three cups of coffee at Starbucks (laughs) or or, or one cup of coffee at your like uber high-end place that you would go. So I don't know, and it's compatible with, you know, Pretty much every Raspberry Pi ever made. So even if I decide, hey, I really like this and I want to leave it on an always running Raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. um, you can put this on a Pi Zero W. You can put this on a One B Two B. I could I could go out and buy a relatively inexpensive Raspberry Pi. Um, I don't. You don't need the new Raspberry Pi Four with like four or eight gig of RAM. So. I'm going to give this a whirl, plug it into the home network. My main goal of this is to get my ring doorbell and my wise cameras to come up on my Apple TV and and my iPads (laughs) right in the home app. And if that works, then
0: if you, if you, if you figure out the wise camera access, because I got the three of them and I've paid for all the person detection and everything. I think it's like, I, I, I would love to be like, Hey, Hey, s word um um you know throw it on the tv kind of thing like i'd love to see that happen yeah
2: i will i will keep you posted all right
0: looking for the update on that all right before we talk rhinos i want to talk superheroes for a moment uh before we talk about rhinos with with capes uh but uh so i i got the visit so i last couple weeks i've been talking about if you if you listen to the wrestling ma'am shows um i have spent my last two saturdays in chicago and i'm going back for another one this week Uh, With our friends over at Warrior Wrestling that we've been doing some production with, Um, and I'm riding along in Indiana. I gotta say, I can't. I probably haven't driven across Indiana ever. Uh, And I see a roadside attraction sign, and I'm like, "Oh, what is this?" So on the way back Sunday, I decided to visit, and I did not. I I looked a little bit at the website, but I did not know how deep this place went. I went to a place in uh, Indiana northern indiana right there along uh what was that i80 probably um and i'm gonna throw out the pictures as soon as i find them because i've lost them in all my rhino videos that i've queued up uh there it is uh but it is the hall of heroes superhero museum out there in elkhart uh indiana it is and it's awesome <laughs> it is and I was like i didn't know how much was going to be there or how big it was i it's a pretty it's a pretty spacious storefront uh there along uh there's me with iron man um but in but they got like a lot of cool movie props uh right there if you're on the video there is captain america's shield that would be the first one that they, they used i believe uh in uh i think the first captain america and it's actually heavier and they actually had to make a lighter one because it was too too heavy for uh, Chris Evans to be doing the the retakes signed by the cast of American uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and agents of shield on the other side of that um <laughs> here's an interesting uh uh superman park bench that just looks awkwardly awesome with his hands up um and and here's here's one of the I I just spent I was in the first case and there are personal correspondence I believe this is to the curator curator of the museum from Stan Lee on this the vertical note paper and there's like hey just get into the airport I want to make sure I wrote you back kind of stuff here and they're as fantastically Stan Lee as you would expect with something like this right um, they have the ghost rider uh motorcycle from the uh nicolas cage nicolas cage rode this prop uh in the in the uh first movie they have uh chilla they have the shelby that iron man fell on when he was testing the iron man suit
2: did you get so i saw a i saw that in a post like I saw the comment in a post, but I did you have a picture of the Shelby?
0: I did not take a picture of the Shelby. Uh, you go back. I, well, it's another ten bucks. And I actually was having a great oh. time. So one guy was back there and I think he was kind of positioning himself for like if I needed help with the pictures, you know. They're, they say you don't they don't mind if you take pictures of it, but if you want with it, it's a ten dollar thing kind of thing, right? Um so I'm just like, I'm just gonna it gives me a reason to bring Missy back. Uh, she's gonna want to see this stuff. They have do, a. Do you get
2: to lay in the imprint in the Shelby, like you actually like fell into
1: it?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think they let you do that. Um, they had a they had a Burt Ward worn um uh I'm sorry, Adam West worn um uh, Batman suit that was for the conventions, but the boots were from the show. They had a George Clooney worn mask from that movie. They have a Deadpool mask from the movie, and 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 the ring. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' worn ring from uh, Green Lantern, like a lot of cool little props, and then a lot of the old toys. I was actually looking at you know, the old, like the old Amigo figures and the uh, the uh, the Superpowers uh, team stuff uh they have a little bit of arcades so, of a couple machines i had seen like a couple of uh justice league uh, arcade machines and things like that it was really cool and definitely worthwhile uh so if you're going through indiana I, and i i guess this place has been featured on toy hunters it's been featured on uh, i think it was like fast and loud uh when they got the shelby he was the guy was telling me stories about uh they would load the shelby and the ghost rider bike on a flatbed to take to conventions and like they would, you know, go into a convenience store, you know, when they stop off and they just have people surrounding it. It was it was great. I was getting a lot of backstory on it. They have some original uh, uh, a Superman toy from I think it was the 1940s. It was like a wooden Superman kind of thing. And uh, they had some props. They had the Dean Kane worn Superman suit uh, from Lois and Clark. Uh, really cool. And um, uh, beyond that, they also have uh, some cabinets in the middle. Uh, and and I guess I guess you can see stuff if you request it, but it's supposed to be the largest curated um comic book collection um in the world. And, and even in the cases you already see, there is an X Men number one, there's a Fantastic Four number one, there's a bunch of the old Marvel comics with the uh, the original uh, Human Torch and things like that. Like there's some really cool old stuff um a part of that. So um definitely recommend it. It's the Hall of Heroes uh superhero museum i will probably I don't, I don't know i was like i personally thinking like maybe i'll stop back again this week because it was it was so much fun um but uh but no definitely recommended. go check it out i didn't realize how many people this was on their kind of hit list to, to go to um but uh no really really cool really cool place so but uh yeah check it out and i got some pictures over on my um and i did share it in the awesome cast facebook group uh people want to see some of my pictures from it so just a little teaser on that uh, Chris, I didn't know if you had a separate awesome thing in the week, or we're just going to get into the rhinos with you after the next break here.
3: I figured I had enough awesome. you got a
0: lot of awesome to give us right now. Yeah, so no, I, I did not come <laughs> up with a separate awesome. That's fine. First but I want get, to get into that, but first I want to give a shout out to our friends that do support the show here. And our friends, we do have some of the guests on some of the shows coming in, so we are... Uh, uh, definitely helping. Uh, They're definitely helping us with that. But our friends at Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza in Beachview, Carnegie and the East end, Uh, PNC park. There's not much happening right there anymore, Uh, but uh, always supporting the show. And it supported us through the majority of the 10 years of this podcast. And, uh, and we do, uh, we hope you guys are supporting them too. I know here, I hear from a lot of you guys during the pandemic that happened, ordering out a little bit more, making sure they do order out, order out or visit their local uh, Slice on Broadway. Again, a great local business here in the Pittsburgh area that's supporting local podcasting. And I want to give them a lot of love. Go check them out at sliceonbroadway.com. Or since there may be some people from out of town because the foundation uh, uh, Facebook people are watching, we have a little kind of uh, uh, unintentional uh, uh, expansion plan. So if you are not in Pittsburgh and, and, and it sounds and looks good to you, uh, uh, if you have a Broadway Avenue on, in your town, take a picture of the sign, hit them, at, hit them up at PGH underscore Slice on Twitter and say you'd like a slice on your Broadway. That's what we do here. They're right here on Broadway Avenue, right up the street from the studio where we're at right here in the Beachview neighborhood of Pittsburgh. And uh, that's, our little, that's our little unintended because they seem to be expanding like crazy. And we have some friends on the other shows that want to get them out in Seattle. So let's see what we can do about that. So anyways, enough of that. Let's go from pizza to rhinos i have no segue for that i'm sorry uh so so chris tell us a little bit about um uh the foundation you're part of and what, what what you're doing over there
3: sure the uh international rhino foundation um works across the world um in an effort to conserve the five species of rhinos um You know, sometimes we think when we think rhino, we think uh, Africa or maybe one rhino or whatever, but there are actually five species. There's two in Africa, the white and and black rhinos. There's uh, one in Nepal and India called the greater one horned rhino. And there are two species in Indonesia that are the most critically endangered. the Sumatran rhino, which there's less than 80 uh, on the planet right now. Mm -hmm. And the javan rhino, which there are now 74. Uh, We had an update yesterday, two new babies. So we're excited yes. about that uh brought the number up to 74.
0: Fantastic. So this really is I mean, this is I mean those numbers are are astonishingly low. Uh uh first of all. So I mean I think it kind of drives home how how vital this is right now. Um so uh looks like he got a headphone problem over there. So <laughs> we're going to give him a minute uh uh, uh with that um but uh and also it's been in the news because i know i listened to a couple of science podcasts i was telling chris before the show uh where they're talking about some of the migration patterns and things like that so like this is a big part of a lot of those discussions chris are you back with us was there an adjustment over there maybe still working on it oh still having some problems um so we will go back to the rhinos for a moment. In the meantime, uh, while we figure out what's going on with Chris, uh, we will um, let's throw up to uh, Katie, uh, Chilla. Do you have a story you want to hop into here while we uh, work on the back end? Is anybody with me?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> go
0: ahead. Let me know what you want to talk about, and we'll uh, we'll get Chris is, back on to talk about EU. rhinos. What's that?
1: This one's for you. Uh, so, wise, your favorite uh, camera, is expanding to a video doorbell, okay. noise-canceling headphones, and a thermostat. Mm. Yes, yeah, so you can have all of your things connected. Uh, they haven't announced all the prices yet, but the pre-sale on the doorbell with camera is twenty nine ninety nine. 99 okay.
0: well, There you go. There you go. So, so, that's something else that Chili can try to throw on his Apple TV, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. So.
0: <laughs> all right, we got Chris back? You got me back. All right, we <laughs> talked about doorbells for a minute. So we're all right. Uh <laughs> Uh so anyway, so yeah, so you we're talking about how vital that is. Um and you tell me that like there's a lot of technology involved in in you know, well, you got to worry about tracking and, and 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 the breeding and and everything like that and, and and also just making sure these things are in places where they're safe and they can be rhinos for lack of a better term, I guess I have
3: absolutely and i think you know it, it's interesting but you know believe it or not um one of the most effective pieces of technology is is still the camera trap mm-hmm. um and it used to be where you know you would you'd sit there and and you uh um don't see it don't see it don't see it don't oh see it see it <laughs> um but uh there's technology now today that uh actually can um detect what it uh what looks to be a rhino and so it'll send that photo over for confirmation so you're not sifting through thousands of photos but the really cool thing is a lot of these newer cameras actually take very uh very high-res video very good video Mm -hmm. and this year we've we've had um just an amazing amount of of uh of uh, captures of Javan rhinos, which are, uh, they're very isolated animals. They live in very dense rainforest areas. You could be five feet away from them and not actually see them. Mm. And so it's amazing that we've actually had some videos this year of, of rhinos doing rhino things like wallowing uh, in the mud. Uh, yeah. We're showing the, uh, the
0: mud wallow and, right now on video. <laughs> so, so this so, is from the camera um, trap. Awesome.
3: It's, it's wonderful to, to, to see that uh, up close. Cause uh I, it's, you know, this, this may be the only way you'll ever see a javan rhino. Um, You know, even the patrols that patrol that area to keep them safe, um, rarely come, you know, come into contact with a, with an actual rhino. Um, So, uh, you know, that, that kind of technology has really moved ahead. um, And the fact that it takes video now um, helped us identify uh, two new babies um, that were born earlier this year, uh, which brought the population up from seventy-two to seventy-four, they exist only in one place mm-hmm. on the island of Java in Indonesia, in a national park called Ujung Kulon. Uh, that is the only place that they exist. They're heavily protected. There's been no poaching uh, in over twenty years in that park. Um, so their uh, population is slowly increasing, which is good to see since it was so, um, you know, critically low that uh, um, there was there was worry that the you know they might not be with us. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. Uh, I don't know if you have that video. Oh yeah, up, we're, Mike, we're but playing the, it right the black now. Black and white is actually the male. Uh, um, there's one male and one female. Mm. The black and white video is the male. His name is Luther. And then the color version is actually the female, and her name is Helen. So um, we're happy to see them both uh, back in, uh, <laughs> you know, back in the park and, and growing the population. So, um, you know, we get a lot of questions on h- how technology. Uh, can be used to save rhinos mm-hmm. and uh, the fact of the matter is is that a lot of things are tried um, but you're looking at with five different species you're looking at different ecosystems and different challenges in those ecosystems in Indonesia as I said you're in dense rainforests it's high humidity there's a rainy season and a dry season in the rainy season there's a lot of moisture mm-hmm. <laughs> in the dry season there's a risk of fire and so technology has to survive that 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 type of 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 ecosystem if you go to africa you're in you know much more spread out savannas but you're in a very harsh condition of the bush um it's very spread out it's it's very rough it's very dry it's very hot and um you have to be able to survive uh big animals like rhinos crashing into or elephants crashing into your technology but you also have to be able to survive little animals uh, infecting your technology like ants, oh. uh, which get into it. One of the, one of the famous stories is they, they were going to deploy a drone in Africa, and they unloaded it onto the runway, and it melted before they could even get it. So so the uh, the technology that you would see is, why don't you use drones? Why don't you use this? Why don't you use that? Well, you know, it has to survive very, very intense and harsh situations. In India, there's a a monsoon season every uh year and in the park floods. Um, And so you'd have to be able to survive that particular condition in, in that particular habitat. And so that's why you don't see, you know, what, what, maybe you know commonplace mm. uh for you um actually being able to be used in conservation it it takes a little bit more um effort uh it takes a little bit uh, you know higher end um technology and mm. of course that always you know raises the costs and it has to have a cost you know benefit
0: that, for that's it. well uh, yeah we forget about place. like like we're used to like what I think we forget that the rest of the planet is not our wonderfully temperate environment here in the Pittsburgh area, right? And we're like, "Well, you just use a drone." I was like, "Well, you know, um, it, it, that's that's wild." That's why I, I recently was listening to like how how we can't put a drone on like uh, uh, what was a Venus that we just like discovered some microbes on because it's like it's like 400 degrees Fahrenheit, so <laughs> it's, it's not happening. But uh, but we don't even need that much. That's wild. That's absolutely
2: wild. How how yeah. do they ta- how do they tag or how do you tell like one rhino from the other so you're not either double counting one or like I'm guessing cuz you're saying you may never even see them in person. How how does that like is there some kind of unique marker feature that that allows you to tell one from the other obviously other than just size or or whatnot
3: yeah um that's actually a very very good question um and it's rhinos have you know unique, unique identifying uh characteristics just like you would with your fingerprint um it could be the size of the horn uh the shape of the horn it could be the uh, shape of the ears um, and it, or it could be the number of wrinkles um, that yeah. they have under the eyes and it's things like that. And they so, use that as as sort of the markers when they're watching uh, a video to say, oh, this is this particular um, um, rhino in this particular area. So that's how they, they sort of identify them. Now, there's also... You know monitoring you you see a lot of monitoring and conservation right you know when you're watching shark week and they have those big tags that they they clip on the sharks that then fall Mm -hmm. off and float and they can actually track the data from you know with rhinos it's it's a difficult situation as well the if it's a big bulky monitor on their um legs or their ears or whatever it can can cause some irritation to the animal um they are also rough They roll in mud, they rub against trees, they um, bounce off of each other um, quite often. Um, So technology has to be able to to hold that. So what they've come up with is um, actually a monitor that's about the size of your thumb, a little bit wider, but about the um, length of your thumb. And uh, they're able to actually uh, drill into the rhino horn and plant that that, receiver, uh, broadcaster, basically, um, uh, monitoring device in the horn and then cover it with epoxy and it will broadcast to base stations around a particular, mm. uh, range area or park. And that will then send that data back to, um, uh, different, uh, software and solutions that are, are now available so that you can actually track that, that Rhino. And, so and, and that's it, an interesting new development and that's kind of in testing right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. And to be clear, like like the, the 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 horn doesn't go away. The horn doesn't typically break off. You know, I think some people may think like antlers, right, uh, for a deer that they kind of come and go, right? Um,
3: yeah. So uh, um, a rhino horn, um, and and that's you know the biggest threat to to rhinos is still poaching, right? And it's poaching for that rhino horn for um, black markets in Vietnam and China where they use it in traditional medicine, and there is no proven scientific. Uh, or medical application for rhino horn, it's basically the same material as your, as your fingernails or your hair, it's carotene. So if you want, if you want a medicinal value that you would get from rhino horn, just chew on your fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) It would give you the same. Um, So no, that horn does not, um, does not typically fall off. It can be rubbed down Mm -hmm. um, uh, as you know, uh, they, they tend to rub against trees and things like that. Um, so it, it you know it can change shape and things like that, um, but it typically would not you know fall off on a regular basis or regrow. It does regrow. Um, one of the processes that they use against poaching in certain areas is dehorning. So you can take the horn off of of the rhino and it will actually grow back, um, mm-hmm. just like your fingernails grow as well. Um, so yeah, that receiver will will stay in there as long as its battery basically works. Um, and it will still communicate to those base stations. That was- and, that, and that's a lot of what you're seeing with technology as far as monitoring, um, monitoring for poachers, monitoring for um, rhino movements and things like that is, is ground radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a development that they're, they've been testing over the last few years in South Africa's Kruger National Park, which was one of the largest homes for white rhinos on the planet. And, um, what it does is it can actually, uh, send out those radars and, and, uh, radar, uh, waves and check to see if there's, yeah, it'll detect if there's, um, you know, a four foot or a two foot, if it's two foot, that's a problem, right? Uh, or a potential problem. And so they can actually then communicate and deploy rangers to those particular areas where there may be a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so we have, all, we have a technology it, tracking and it really is about, Um, we're tracking them for combating poachers and mostly just kind of seeing how they're behaving and and kind of to help make decisions on how to help them, correct?
3: Um, It's uh, by tracking movement, you can... um you can track how, how populations are getting together. Mm -hmm. Um, That is part of the problem is there's isolated populations. And if they can't get together, they can't make babies. Um, And we need babies (laughs) in order to uh, save these species, right? So we need, we need population growth. So uh, part of that monitoring is, is the health of the habitat. It's the, Mm -hmm. the health of, of populations and 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 tracking those movements um, in the areas, um, you mentioned to me that you had seen a program where they were creating corridors where wildlife could move from one corridor to the next corridor and and basically avoid any uh, human wildlife conflict. Um, you know, having that monitoring would be able, you'd be able to um, understand how that population is moving back and forth between different areas
0: absolutely it, it was a great yeah i think it was a great supplemental conversation i'll give a shout out to this week in uh science uh that i was actually talking about this past week uh or, yeah i think of this or the last week um but no definitely recommended for stuff like that they, they do a nice animal cor- corner that a lot of time gets an endangered species talk i uh, highly recommend it um but they can a little bit of everything so um that's that's good so so i also have noted here um is, is this one of, so i'm looking at a site that you had noted called earth ranger um, yes. is this, is this, uh, the, one of the radar uh, related ones for tracking?
3: This is, this is a, a cloud-based, uh, mm. software, um, that will actually take all of that data, uh, and visualize that data for someone that's, that's, uh, managing a park or a range or an area or a population, um, and allow them to then make decisions on, um, do they need to reposition protection? Do they need to, um, Uh, worry about animals leaving an area or not worry about animals leaving the area that that type of thing so what Vulcan Earth Ranger does and this is this is a company that is basically uh, founded by Paul Allen Mm. Um, so you know really cool (laughs) background to it Um, they've put a lot of effort into understanding the local needs of and that's always important you know technology can't be a burden on the 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 local uh, people that will have to run and manage that, that technology. Um, So they've taken a a lot of effort to understand uh, the needs of that. And they've designed software around it. Um, And they've made that, that software cost effective as well. So they're, they're a very valuable partner to conservation. And, you know, we need more, we need more Vulcans out there for (laughs) conservation that will, you know, take, take what they've, they know they understand they learn they've developed you know those technologies adapt them to conservation but also adapt them in a way that uh is is you know cost effective for um Mm. these organizations
0: it it is kind of fortunate slash unfortunate that you know uh somebody like a who you know made his fortune over there at microsoft correct uh you know that 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 you know much, much like bill gates is doing uh similar in even that region with um um with uh uh disease uh but it takes these uh, thankful that they are taking their fortunes and applying it to causes like this but i feel unfortunate that we need people like that to take towards causes like this you know um it, it, for those kinds of things uh but no the good, the good thing that that's happening um in those those aspects so excellent excellent so, um, so, so tell me, and, and of course the, the foundation, your work just uh, helps interface with a lot of these things, correct?
3: Yeah, we, we take a, a scientific based uh, approach and, and with a multifaceted strategy to try yeah. and, and, you know, make the most impact in a, in a particular area. And we adapt that to, um, the local needs. So we have on the ground partners in every area that help us determine the best, best uses of of, um, of investment from our our foundation and you know we're supported by uh, zoos across the world. we're also supported through. US Fish and wildlife, and we're supported by individuals and corporations that take an interest in, in conserving these species. and you know um, we're always open to you know the next uh, idea, but we're also always open to helping you find um, impact in conservation as well.
0: Excellent, excellent! Some very, very cool stuff. Uh, so, uh, uh once again, if people want to kind of find more information, get involved, find more baby rhino videos, uh, <laughs> where, where where can they they go do those those sorts of things?
3: Yeah, well, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel at um, uh, International Rhino Foundation uh that way you'll get the latest videos um we never know when we'll we'll get another one so they they pop up on a on a regular basis and you know it's a it's a really cool thing to be able to to see that that particular rhino in its habitat um interacting um like i said that, that's a you know a once in a, in a lifetime opportunity now you get to see it on on video that's great. um always check out rhinos.org, that's our our website. Uh, For World Rhino Day, you can go to rhinos.org backslash world-rhino-day, and there's a bunch of different activities on how you can get involved on this day to spread awareness, learn more. Um, We always appreciate your donations. Uh, We love when you start a fundraiser for us. Uh, We do have a fundraiser uh, t-shirt on Bonfire. I'm actually wearing it today, if I can get it up on camera enough. This was actually designed by Pittsburgh's own uh, Rachel Arnold. It's only available for another week. It's exclusive for World Rhino Day. So definitely go grab it at Bonfire before it's gone forever. And uh, we we need people like you, uh, people like you to get involved, um, more tech uh, uh, people to think about conservation and wildlife and, and how they can make an impact.
0: Excellent. Go so check that out. Yes, uh, Rachel is definitely a friend of the show. She's been on uh, with Josh in the past, and uh, you know, it's I will have to get a t-shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> so so, very comfortable as well. Uh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us and, and talking talking for World Rhino Day for us. Um, well, thank so, you for
3: having me, and thank you for for joining us for World awesome. Rhino Day, everybody.
0: Awesome. You want you, you stick around and talk a little bit more superheroes in tech, maybe uh, for a couple more minutes. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So speaking of that, and uh, you might have some thoughts on this here, Chris, as a a superhero fan yourself. Uh, uh, So DC Universe is going to become a comics-only service in January. I think we saw the writing on the wall for this, didn't we? Um, As their programs have been going over to uh, HBO Max, uh, Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol, I'm sure Titans is coming along too. I think they they actually renewed Doom Doom Patrol for uh, Season 3. Um, but they're adding a nice little addition to this um if you i think they had this through April because they this new service is going to be seven ninety nine i think it's been nine ninety nine if i'm not mistaken but they're gonna let you add on hBO max for 4 ninety nine keep in mind hBO max is fifteen dollars so this is actually pretty nice if you're a dc fan
3: i i, I think it's uh, <laughs> I, I think it's smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I think yeah, in today's world and uh, like you said, it's worth it just to get HBO Max for four ninety nine 'cause yeah. yeah. It, it's it's expensive.
0: <laughs> it, 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 you know, it as an add on, I unfortunately it's on my IT and T plan So it's throw in, thankfully. Um but uh i you know I always thought that like the the comics and video mix that they did with that was so weird because uh, yeah I had Marvel Unlimited for the longest time. And uh, it was just like, uh, but I just want a comics app. I just want the Netflix of comics for DC situation. And now they're finally like, I guess they've never really had a home to put all that kind of stuff. And HBO Max is kind of becoming that thing right now. Um, so yeah, I watched all the Quinn when it popped up, <laughs> you know, for instance. Um, but yeah, between what they're doing with the Zack Snyder, Snyder uh, uh, uh the Justice League, and things like that, uh, Katie Chilla, you you guys have any any thoughts on this one? or are you just kind of like good with your HBO Max.
1: <laughs> Kill it, yeah. unmute.
2: Oh no. <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't unmute no one can hear you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. So I was um I was never big on the comic side. I like I was the reverse. I was mm-hmm. never big on the comic side and I was happy when I saw the video content come over to HBO it's like, Max. It's like thank thank you
0: for that. liberating the shows, right? <laughs> yes.
2: Um. So now I haven't caught up on everything, and I still actually have to catch up on some of the last episodes of Arrow and whatnot. But
0: mm-hmm. um, it's a ride. I,
2: I, I'm happy to I'm I'm happy to see that they're keeping the comic book side alive, and that they're giving a cheaper option to bring HBO into the game. Um, I'll be interested to see how it plays out.
0: mm Hmm. Like, especially with all the um comic shakeups that unfortunately unfortunately been happening thanks to covid uh you know that's kind of oof. like the comic side of it like marvel's not going away well they're owned by disney and obviously they're making a lot of money on, on probably more com- money from movies than they ever did but it but it'd be sad to see the publishing arm that created that go to the wayside right so but uh i don't know it'll be interesting to see how they roll with that so um okay are you excited for this does this add a little more to uh hbo potentially in the plans
1: (laughs) see if i didn't um what's the word share
0: Mm. (laughs) Mm. but uh, you're definitely getting your (laughs) but but you're definitely getting more dc as those shows start coming over right
1: yeah oh yeah definitely Yeah. yeah
0: So, it's nice to see. Uh, in other uh, interesting acquisition moves, Xbox bought Bethesda. Actually, ZeniMax, which is the parent company of Bethesda, that is the company responsible. They bought, ages ago, its Software. So, they have Doom, and Quake, and Rage, and all those other things that that company's done. But also, Elder Scrolls, Wolfenstein... Uh, Fallout is another big one they got. Prey, like this is these these guys like they're hit makers, and now they're uh, I would say probably potentially in a generation, um, um, gonna be that Xbox exclusive. Hey, I'm happy for my Game Pass again, guys. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, all those people are like pissed off because they have PlayStation to be like, well, hey, you got Spider Man, I got everything else uh so i also did not watch the playstation launch thing last week uh so uh, uh chill i know you're you're on the uh xbox bandwagon over here
2: i'm definitely on the xbox bandwagon but the, but but because of spider-man so i bought that used playstation all and right play and then i broke down and got the vr so i could play the iron man mm-hmm. which i'm glad i did because now i can play the x-wing New the new upcoming Star Wars game in VR too. So I find myself where I'm going to be bouncing between the devices, especially Mm. because the EA games are crossplay. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I I feel like I'm not maybe I'm just getting old. I don't I don't want the newest console. I want like the most I want the console with the titles I want to play, just like the Switch. So I would rather wait a little bit, buy something either secondhand or on like a an extended sale because it's been out for over a year. The consoles typically stay around for, for five years plus. Um, and then I'll just pick up what I wanna play. So I think I'm gonna, I mean, maybe I'll pick up the new PlayStation in like two years and yeah. be able to finally play the Miles Morales Spider-Man yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: That's kind of where I'm at. I, I kept telling I, I have
2: myself, so much content I can't play as it is.
0: I kept telling myself I was going to go grab a PS3 so I can play that generation's like God of War and uh, and, and and Uncharted I've never played and things like that that, that have been exclusive over there. And it's just like, oh, I got plenty. I got plenty over here. Um, no, I, I'm excited for this. Although I am saying, so we're going to talk a little bit about the WWE 2K Battleground uh, on the Wrestling Man Show tonight. But I, I picked that up and it's probably the first like brand new game I bought in ages. Um, that yeah, of course I'm getting a lot of new stuff over on on the Game Pass side. Um, first WWE game I've bought since twelve. Okay, that would be 2012, which was probably out in 2011. Um, so it's been a while. Uh, I'm finding <laughs> I don't know it's because I'm on an original Xbox One chilla, but I'm I'm finding um I get slowdowns sometimes that make me feel like I'm on the streaming service for
2: XCloud. I get slowdowns on the the newer Xbox.
0: Okay, so it's not just me. Maybe it's this thing. I've always also noticed some glitches and
2: these guys were notorious for how bad the WWE game was a year ago. So Krause and I were talking about this. So some of the some of the star the the newest EA Star Wars game, uh, Marvel Champions or not Marvel Champions, what's the one that's kind of like the Street Fighter
0: Avengers? No, no uh, it's a
2: it's like a Marvel versus Capcom type. Uh, oh, I didn't. Oh, oh, wait, Champions is like I thought. I thought that Champions like a, is mobile. Yeah. No, on the Xbox, there's a Marvel versus Capcom, like it's like a Street Fighter Infinite, Marvel Capcom Infinite. That was the last. Yeah, one. maybe that's it. Yeah. So, so those two games to me have the longest load times, they even do. after the games already loaded. Yeah. The other thing I've noticed, and is even Minecraft. Um on a cold boot of an xbox takes a good m- like minute minute thirty what? seconds to boot what? up or come and it goes black screen if it can't it's only ra- if it it's can't only on handle first load
0: if you can't handle minecraft, what are we doing right now right
2: so that's where that's the one thing that would actually get me to buy like the next gen Do- xbox Do- is if because it's gonna be s s d it's gonna have everything's gonna be faster if they can guarantee me like sub 15 second game loads <laughs> i i might I, i'm interested listen I'd like that. chilla
0: chilla's gotta spend his time figuring out his raspberry pi home brew. how do i get my ring doorbell on uh to talk to my apple tv siri uh alexa google uh uh uh, uh hybrid i don't got time for your load times
2: I don't have time for it. It, it, what is really aggravating is when the load time is like after you get killed in the in the game and you're waiting just to load back the save. It's yeah. not even you know it's not even loading the full game.
0: Uh Red Red Dead Redemption 2 was pretty bad on that. I'm like all right, I'm going to go make a sandwich cuz I died <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of thing, um, and uh, that's why I was I was spoiled because I was playing all those games on uh GeForce now, and I was like, man, Arkham Origins loads like nothing. I'm good, and then you go back to like your actual Xbox, you are like, oh no, this is reality. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I also wonder if it might be my external hard drive or something like that. And and uh yeah, load times, load times are pretty tough on a one on one fighting game when it's like this thing lasts a minute and then you waited more to get to it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's one thing I'm noticing on battlegrounds a little bit right now. So um but I'm trying to get better. It's one point you know what I mean? So it's uh it's fun. Chris, how are you on the gaming side? I know we were talking about that a little bit before with you.
3: <laughs> well you know um we've been playing around with Oculus Quest and oh. of course new headset is coming and we're like uh but we just bought this one for like mm-hmm, you know hundred mm-hmm, dollars. Mm-hmm. Um so uh but uh, you know for more we play the same games on it. So for more hard drive space and somewhat lighter device, which I don't know, Chilla, did I miss anything that's coming? Um <laughs> I, I you know, I'm I'm happy with my original version of Quest right now. So mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we've been having fun. Um uh I've been playing around with the boxing one. Lately, so
0: i've wait, box. Oh, I, I, out I'm my sorry. Aggression, yeah. Boxing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking that I'm. I, see, when I when I played with Oculus, like that wasn't like the 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 Android one. Um, it, it I, I played Job Simulator, so I in my mind, you were literally boxing things like in a box. <laughs> so I like Emma's like wait, there's a like a boxing like a gift wrapping like simulator. What? Cause I wouldn't be surprised that's actually out there though. Um, no,
3: you know, we got it. Um. Yeah, my 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 kids wanted to play Beat Saber, of course, and I wanted to go through, um, you know, Vader. Vader. Um, <laughs> and so, well, you get through Vader, and and then it's like, what do you do with this? But uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, we we found it to be um, we call it gym class mm-hmm. um, oh. because it actually it, it'll get you up, it gets you. So moving, this is part know, of your you homeschooling.
0: Know, so. I like it
3: it it is it's, it's gym class if uh, if he does a half an hour on beat saber it's it's pretty much as good as you know running so, around the house
0: so i got a story to accompany that but first i have to ask do you have an oculus room
3: No, we use the living room okay um so it's it's not uh, um and uh each person has managed to redraw the field and so you ha- i always have to get used to whoever's played it last because yeah. the field is always different than what i'm used to and i, I bang into the fan or, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but we haven't broke anything yet mm-hmm. uh, either on us or in the living room so that that is you know
0: already that's... better than the Wii generation when people were throwing their uh controllers awesome. like into the fan or through the television right yeah yeah so yeah. that was the step towards <laughs> this so, yeah,
3: we're a good. Nine months into into the uh, device, and yeah, we, we haven't good. broke anything. Yet, good.
0: So that's, that's, uh, that's, there, that's the, there's actually the news. Positive. There's news for you because there was a story that came out this week that says that uh, Ubisoft is actually going to be developing versions of Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell for the Oculus.
2: Oh, that could be interesting. That's, that's for the. I think it. I think that might be an exclusive to the next. Mm, of course. Gen, <laughs> yeah. uh... And yeah, then uh, the, so the, the yeah cuz there was a couple games that I saw that so the big the big announcements that I saw coupled with that next Oculus headset I think they're talking about discontinuing the you need a PC they're going to most of them are going to be or they're all going to be standalone devices now with the ability to hook up to the PC and then the other cool thing that I saw for those of us with small desks at home was the you could extend your workspace into VR and have like th- that dream kind of concept of yeah. multiple screens all yeah. over the place. Oh. I thought that was Hold on,
0: I got that in the rundown. I got that in the rundown. It is the Facebook Infinite Office. Yes. Virtual office space for the work from home crowd. Also I noticed the standing I, I, you know, I the was standing looking desk. at
3: that and I was like, well I don't really have anybody to work with inside of VR but it'd really be cool to kind of live out my Tony Stark yeah. dream of You know, moving things around, and
0: that's kind of more what it is, right? It's that virtual putting the screens in front of you, you know, pop-up kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this this is the the I have a small device, I put it up, and it it spreads out my keyboard situation, right?
2: Yeah, and I was also thinking. So, I was thinking about from like a if you were a security monitoring person, or you were monitoring infrastructure where you want to get like these huge dashboards kind of the concept of these this this service is up this service is down Mm -hmm. if you've ever gone to like any of the dashboards for um aws and amazon or even the apple services dashboard page like it's 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 getting to the point where it's Multiple pages of green, yellow, and red lights Mm -hmm. um, for these services. If I could get them all up on my wall, so at any point in time I could kind of look over and see what services are up or down, um, I thought it was a pretty cool concept.
0: This is looking very, and there's a kind of a, uh, a, and there was in here also the kind of Teams uh, whiteboarding kind of app uh, example I was just showing on the video version here. Um, And that does seem very, microsoft uh what was that microsoft headset um hollow lens it seems very hollow lens in that presentation and, and so does the the virtual screens concept as well so um no it, it's uh, if man getting used to wearing that headset for extended periods yeah, like, <laughs> that's gotta be like, there's gotta be like, like, we already have, I'm doing right now big, our bad posture with our phones and our, at our computer desks and everything. Right. Like now you got to put that weight on the front of your head. Like that's going to be a whole nother, like chiropractors are going to have just an additional field day with that. It, we're going to call it Oculus back or something
3: or uh, Ocu- uh, Ocu- I, know, for me. It's, I can never get my glasses situated perfectly right so i'm a little askew in some way (laughs) i never get it adjusted quite right uh so yeah i'm probably
0: right right it was so warm it was accelerating
3: my vision issues
0: it was so warm in my house a a few weeks ago that that like and i i had just you know uh done some exercising and, I, and I, I was like oh i'll play some oculus and i started fogging up and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> you know and i'm like what's happening with the oculus lens i realized it was my glasses themselves you know I'm just like i don't know which layer i'm having a problem with at this point <laughs> you know because <laughs> you know you have the lenses and then the screen because the phone goes in and everything so uh it was just like okay all right there we go but um I don't know.
3: Yeah, and I'm already on backup glasses for COVID, right? So yeah, you know, I can't afford to lose another pair.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had mine and stepped on mine on a job last week. So uh, new specs, there you go. I buy direct, guys. That's the way to go, oh, man. I sp- I paid thirty bucks for these. It was great. So, um, but uh, uh, anyways, uh some good stuff. Hey, thank you, Chris, for being along with us this week once again and uh, celebrating World Rhino Day.
3: Thank you for having me, and thank you for helping us uh, spread the awareness for these, these wonderful creatures. It's Excellent. a joy to, to work with them.
0: Uh, thank you, Katie, for joining us once again. I hope you had fun uh, as well.
1: Oh yeah, I always do. <laughs> uh, you,
0: you, of course. Like I said, you are doing uh, a radiation therapy fashion show over on uh, your social medias. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: yeah, I'm four days into radiation. No superpowers yet.
0: Okay. Oh, are you? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did we talk about this before? Are you going to try sneaking things in to uh, try to to? Uh, uh, uh absorb powers of of various uh uh, uh bugs or or whatever <laughs> else like 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 Katie we can't you can't bring this alpaca in here. Yeah. No, like what, what what's what's happening? Animals. Yeah. I
1: borrow a rhino. Can you give
3: me a... <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good power to have. Yeah. There you go. There
0: you go. Let me borrow let me borrow a baby rhino. I know. <laughs> so um excellent. So where can people follow along with what's going on there?
1: Uh, if, in Instagram, Kate Marie PGH is probably the best place. Or even on, I've been on Twitter more, Kate Utters. On Excellent.
0: Twitter. Excellent. John Jachilla at Chilla on the Twitter. Um, I hope you're going to update us on your uh, findings as you uh, venture. Play with my hoobs. You play with your hoobs. You get acquainted with your hoobs. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope this works so you mention it more so we can have more fun with that name.
2: <laughs> to be i will definitely keep you posted because i'm going to download the image and see what i can do with it
0: excellent where you at
2: i'm um, chill on the twitter john's chill on the facebook
0: there you go and we're at sorgachon because i don't plug myself uh on the twitter's a lot of stuff going on uh you can see some shots we did a socially distanced virtual jazz event last night um uh thank you the sound guy for bringing the fake applause i love that we did we did like a six hour production last night from the heinz history center that is a, a part of b the black uh political empowerment pro uh, project excuse me getting my p's right uh, uh great working with the crew over there and like i said i've been involved helping out with the uh, war- warrior wrestling um those are available last two events that i helped with in the stadium series over on fight tv and uh what else is there coming up to plug uh, I feel like there's something I'm missing. I, maybe this was the end of all the important things that I needed to do this month. Uh, but um, No, please go check out everything AwesomeCast. Like I said, our friends uh, post and judge with the 405 Media. And we have a lot of great podcasts over at com. actually. So please uh, uh, pop in there. You never know what you're going to get into. Our friends switching without bait. Hiatus for this week. But we got a lot of great stories and interviews um, through there. And uh, thank everybody for that. And everybody, please go check out AwesomeCast.com. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.